Welcome to another episode of the Look Who's Talking podcast with Brad Hillegas. Today I have the distinct pleasure of talking with two of my peers, Grace Harmon, Allie Snow. The two of you work currently for Husker Online. Grace, you previously worked with the Big Ten Network in Chicago. Allie, you've worked with KETV in Omaha. You're both on your way. You're doing this. I know. It's crazy. It's scary. Very scary. <laughs> as, as young females entering this field of sports media, what excites you about joining this team and what worries you about this business? Allie, let's start with you. Um, well, what excites me is basically just, you know, getting out there and um, be, being able to do what I've loved doing my whole life. You know, I played sports when I was younger, um, throughout high school. So it was a big part of my life and just talking to people and communicating through sports, whether it's writing a story or... Uh, broadcasting so basically just getting to step out into the field and get actual world experience and you know just um, be taught by the best in the business so um, what excites me is pretty similar to that but also I'm just excited to get going um, as you mentioned I've done my fair share of internships and I've learned from some of the best in the business but I'm excited to get out and put those skills to use in the real world um, hopefully getting my first job here in the next couple months and I'm just excited to get going I love being able to uh, communicate with people whether it's through video or radio or the written word and being able to just tell people stories and I'm excited to just get to be able to do that for myself I like those I, I, we both started <laughs> with excite what excites you mm-hmm. and grace because you put it on alley to start or I'm actually to come <laughs> right back to you and say what worries you grace um what worries me I mean part of this is just being a female um, is I don't want people to judge me before I get a job. And I, I mean that as I don't want to get opportunities that I shouldn't get because I'm a female, and I don't want to get turned down for opportunities that I should be considered for because I'm a female. Um, I want to be treated fairly, and I want to be given what I deserve and what I have earned, um, whether if I don't deserve something or I do. And that's kind of what worries me. I don't want my gender to define um, my future opportunities or how people view my abilities. And you know, that's kind of the exact same thing I was going to say, being a female, but more importantly for me, being a woman of color, like if you step in any media room right now, especially at Nebraska, it's a majority of white males. Um, there's not really any people of color in there. I can think about one. So that's probably the biggest thing that scares me. I'm hoping it will change because, I mean, you look at the peop- the women on SportsCenter and all these different networks, and there are some black women, but um, being a female and a person of color is especially hard right now and just not, in, not only in sports but everywhere. You know, you're always going to be looked down upon And like Grace said, um, I don't want to be judged right away by that I'm a female. Like, am I going to do this job right? Am I going to, I want to be compared to all the other white males um, applying. So definitely being a person of color is what I'm most scared of. So this business truthfully doesn't need more of me. And I say that humbly, (laughs) like if whatever you earn, I hope you get. Um, But you are seeing more women in this field. Who do you see that you want to emulate or who do you appreciate the way they go about and do their business in a male-dominant field? Oh, I'll go ahead. Carrie Champion is like my 
woman crush. Like, <laughs> I just really look up to her. Sage Steele is another one. They're people of color. But, you know, locally, Erin Sorensen has been a really big just example of what it means to be a woman in sports. And I've talked to her before about it and just her experiences. And she says how important it is for us to, you know, get out there and um, change the way um, sports are perceived, just a male-dominated thing. So, um, but on a national level, Sage Steele and Carrie Champion, I just really look up to them. So, um, For me, it's a girl that I shadowed, a young woman that I shadowed at the Big Ten Network. Her name is Michelle McMahon, um, and she does a lot of sideline stuff, and she also does hockey for the Blackhawks in Chicago. And honestly, she is just She's crazy, like crazy talented, crazy good. I uh, watched her do just kind of like a short, it was like a two-minute take, and she had three topics she was going to talk about, uh, talked for two, three minutes, got it on the first take, and it just it just was seamless. And I spent probably eh, 12 hours with her over the course of two days, and um, just watching the way she carries herself, um, she emulates confidence, and um, it just... I just I wanna I wanna be exactly like her someday, <laughs> um, but also uh, locally, yeah, Erin Swanson, she has uh, kicked some butt making her way into the Nebraska media here and um, is well respected by males, females, viewership, readership. Um, so yeah, she's probably one too. What do you think these women? do well that's made them successful and what type of things have you learned by watching them or observing them or in your work with McMahon or with Sorensen what types of things have they said to you that has resonated and made you feel that you can do this or that you can be kind of a force to be reckoned with in this business well for one you have to have the knowledge a lot of people kind of discredit that you're not just uh, a lot of times I think women are looked at as like the pretty face who's like standing on the sideline you know just saying what she was told to say by maybe somebody else. But no, these these women know the sports. So they can uh, tell you what happens in a football play better than j- most guys in the U.S. Um, and I think that's super important because, like, we're also we're kind of already being discredited maybe a little bit of our knowledge because we've never played the sports sometimes. Like, we've never played football. But um, I think just – being knowledgeable about what you're reporting on is something and um i already mentioned it but confidence you just have to have to have the confidence um in your work and with dealing with people and athletes and coaches and you just i mean have to just go for it yeah i mean exactly what grace said um confidence is a big thing and that's what i got when i talked to aaron Sorensen, she told me, you know, you have to be confident in your knowledge, act like you know what you're doing and be confident in what you've learned. Um, And just don't be shy. Don't be scared to ask uh, the media a question. Don't be intimidated by all the guys. It's just really a confidence thing. And that's even when I watch SportsCenter, all these women, they're just confident. You know, they never second guess themselves. They never stutter, hesitate. They just go with it. And I think that's what separates the good from the bad and just believing what you know is right so so most people who listen to this podcast know me already but for anyone who might happen upon this and doesn't know i'm a young white guy and because of that it's pretty easy to smooth out the rough parts of what i do because i'm afforded some forgiveness it might take a little bit more self-awareness as a woman to know where your strengths are what's going to help you be successful For the two of you as individuals, what do you think you do really well 
And what do you think is something that you want to work on and get better at to earn those positions, as you said, Grace? Either one of you can start. I wasn't. A... <laughs> okay. Um, well, something that I think I work really well with is just talking to people. Like, that's the reason I chose my major, because I liked sports and I liked talking to people. So I kind of just put the things together. But I like making new friends. I like, I just like the communication part, I guess, the interaction part. So that's, I think, one of my strong points, just talking to people, which I mean, that's a big part of our job, but um, something I really want to work on and hopefully I'll have the nerve to do this. I really want to start asking more questions um, during press conferences and stuff for our jobs because I'll just like stand and do my job, record the video, but you know, am I gaining anything from it when I'm just sitting back and I'm actually not participating? And I think that's another confident thing, you know, especially being a woman, you need to learn how to do that in order to uh, make it in this business. So that's one thing I really need to work on, just gaining more confidence, I think. I mean, it's really intimidating being a college intern and then stepping out in the, um, the media room, and it's just all these males that are professional, but um, uh, that'd probably be the main thing. Um, yeah, Allie and I are pretty much the same person, so <laughs> I'm just going to basically echo a lot of what she said. I'll start with something I need to work on because she completely stole what I was going to say. I've been working with Nebraska Media for, what, two years now? Going on year three here soon, and um, I just I really need to get more confident. I have the questions in my head. I know they're intelligent, most of them, not all, but um, some of them... I, you know, I really do want to know. However, what stops me from asking them sometimes is what other people will think. Is it a dumb question? Um, but then somebody usually asks the same exact question. And I'm right. like, well, like, you I know what? Dang, I should have jumped on that. So, yeah, like Ali, I think um, I also need to get a little more confidence. We're talking about confidence and just uh, kind of get out of my comfort zone when it comes to that. Um, something I think I do well, I think I talk well. I, I like to talk, like I chose my major because I like to get to know people, hear their stories, and being able to communicate their stories to other people um, in a usually concise manner, a clear manner. But I really love um, just meeting new people, and whether it's athletes, coaches, other media members, um, that's probably one of the most fun things about the business. And... Yeah, I think I do that pretty well. I try to be a personable human being. So, yeah. <laughs> you said you want to challenge yourself to step out more from your comfort zone. What's been something you've done either in your internships or in your studies here at the university that has challenged you to step outside of your comfort zone? I can start on this one. So last summer I was an intern in Chicago at the Big Ten Network. Um, and my boss was great, Bill Friedman. He was in charge of original programming, so like things like The Journey, um, uh, little like short featurey episodes. And so there were only about three people in my department and then me. I was the intern, and he treated me basically like an employee. For Big Ten Media Days, he instructed me, I think it was four players and – two or three coaches, just like he had given his other main producers. And I was given the same job as the full-time staff, and I was supposed to research them, come up with questions. And then at Big Ten Media Days, I was supposed to conduct these 15-minute interviews. And it is really intimidating when you're, you know, a 21-year-old girl you know, interviewing a former NFL player or, you know, a star quarterback of a, a football team. That's super intimidating, and that – 
got me way out of my comfort zone um, because it wasn't just me and him that, you know, me and the coach, me and the player. It was 10 other people in the room watching these interviews. So I really had to be on my game, and that definitely challenged me a lot. Um, a time for me was probably last spring when we got to broadcast the spring game uh, for John's class. And going into that, I was so scared because that was probably my first broadcast, like my first ever broadcast. And it was Nebraska football, the biggest thing ever. And I was just going into it. I'm like, oh, I don't know football that much. Like being with Grace, Grace knows football, like football is their strong point. I was like, how am I going to learn all this? Like, this is crazy. And then I got in there, I did it, and I, I just felt so much relief after doing it. But after doing that, you know, I was comfortable with, hey, John, yeah, I can do volleyball. Hey, John, I can do softball. I can do this. I can do that. You know, it's just like those steps that you have to take, you know, step out of your comfort zone. You kind of have to get comfortable being uncomfortable at first mm. uh, to just kind of move past it. But that experience just like made me, now I'm like not afraid to go broadcast a different sport. I'm like, oh, that's easy. I'll just read up, do my preparation and it'll, I'll be good. So that was probably the moment for me. So in these experiences where you've learned, you've grown, right? We've stepped outside the comfort zone. What's been one of like the most impactful or most proud moments that you've had that you look back on and you're like, I, I crushed it or this was the most fun I've ever had doing what I love to do. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. For me, Jeez, Brad, you're yeah, me. you're. <laughs> these are good questions. But when I interned at KETV last summer, um, I got to go to the College World Series, and that was interesting. I got a. They said, "Oh, you should practice a stand-up or whatever. You know, get something for your reel." And I was like, "Okay, sounds good." And they're like, "Well, how about you just go do it now in between all the team's warm-ups?" And I'm like what with everybody watching from the stands I was like okay and so I go down there I'm just like okay just do what you learned and long story short I did it but then they were like okay how about you go into the locker room and interview the players and just um I ended up doing it but those experiences you know you're nervous at first but then you feel so accomplished like I can say hey I talked to a North Carolina baseball player at the College World Series, I got a lot of stuff for my reel, you know, I felt really proud in that moment, just that I, I didn't go into it scared. I just came in like, hey, let's do this thing, you know, at first, of course, there's a little nerves. But once you get in and start doing it, it just makes the difference. So I felt really proud after that. Um, most proud moment. So this past winter, uh, John Schrader, our professor here, he kept asking me to do Big Ten Plus. Um, so that's like it's streamed over online through kind of Big Ten Network. And, you know, he wanted me to do it for basketball. And Allie said, football is my strong point. Basketball, not so much going into this year, going into this past season. And, you know, I kept kind of saying, no, no, I'm not ready to do this. I'm not ready to do this. And finally, I was, like, tired of telling him no, so I just told him yes. And so I broadcasted along with Zach Penrice. I was color commentating one of Nebraska men's basketball's first games of the season. And after that, I was like, man, that was so fun. I was just, like, I was, I was super proud of myself for, like, just doing it because I don't know basketball as well but I mean ever since then I've definitely embraced experiences like that and now I know basketball better than I ever thought possible so 
<laughs> this might be a weird question, so I, I apologize in advance <laughs> if it catches you off guard, but I'm going to take what I think is a small leap and assume that the majority of the broadcasting you've done, you've been paired with a male broadcaster in most instances, but you've probably had some opportunities with other females. We've worked together yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> what what differences do you notice when working with another female as opposed to working with a male? And I'm begging you for complete honesty here. If men talk more or talk differently on the mic or have subtle differences that impact how you approach your delivery, anything. Have you noticed any differences? Have they noticed any differences in how you speak or communicate? Do you want to take that one? Um, I kind of have some thoughts on it, what I've noticed a little bit. For me, yeah. I feel like when I'm paired with um, a man, it's more of just like they're kind of taking the hot seat. Like they're more in control a little bit, mm -hmm. kind of guiding what all we're doing. I mean, that's not not to speak for every single male, but um, just in some of my experiences, like they're, this sounds so bad, but they're more confident in what they're saying. Um, and they just think that they need to take the role a little bit more, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think when it's a female and a male, the male oftentimes finds the need to kind of maybe guide you a little bit. And right. because of that, I step back and I'm not as confident. However, when I'm with another female, like we've done, you and me have done basketball or sorry, we've done volleyball, volleyball. and some football. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a lot more equal between the color commentator and the play-by-play, uh, -play, no matter who's doing what role, because I feel a lot more confident when I'm with another female. Right. If that makes that sense. That makes sense. And I just, um, one thing I noticed too is like, sometimes I almost feel like they're thinking in their head, like, Does she, I hope she knows what she's doing. Like, does she know what she's doing and stuff? Like, um, some of like the meetings I've been to, I'm not going to specify what, but it just feels like you're constantly being, um, kind of questioned, like you're tested more than the males, I guess. Like, does this person know what they're talking about? And it's like, yes, I do. I know just as much about sports as you do. So that's another thing that I kind of get it from it. Yeah, it feels like it's almost a given that the guy would know about sports, but then like you speak up and they almost like double chat check. I was in a meeting and I, I said, you know, a straight hard fact that I'd known about the basketball team and the person in the meeting, he doubted me and he went and looked it up yeah, and he's like, oh, you were too. right. I was like, that's happened to me. Told too. you. So, but then like the other broadcaster, my like fellow, whoever, the male, he like says a fact and it might not be double checked. Not all the time, but that just kind of tends to be maybe more of our experiences with it. Maybe a simple question, maybe not. How does that make you feel, or does that impact how you approach the broadcast? It makes me a lot less confident. Oh, yeah, like it definitely. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make it you mad. Okay, <laughs> not gonna lie. Like I'm like, like there, there's been like instances with our job. Like we have a lot of um, male subscribers, obviously on our um, site, and they especially hate me because I just am a sarcastic <laughs> person, but. They'll say some things that I just, I'm one person who will just start going off. I'll be like, which will probably get me in trouble sometimes. It has, but I just like, it just makes me so mad. But at the same time, like you're surrounded when that happens, you're surrounded by all these males and you're almost like, no, you just need to not, not react because nothing's going to happen. Like 
just chill, you know, nothing's gonna be done about it. You're in a whole room full of men, so there's no point in speaking out. But yeah, it definitely yeah. angers me a lot. Yeah, I think anger and maybe a little frustration is part of it, but me over my past however many years working in newspapers here at school or, you know, just kind of doing whatever, I've learned not to react externally. It can make me mad. I might go call my mom and vent to her for 20 minutes about the situation. However, I would rather just prove them wrong on the broadcast the next day. Like if they're doubting me in the meeting, I know that same producer or whoever is going to be listening to the broadcast the next day. And they can hear me spew off facts that are 100% accurate. And then that's where I like to prove them wrong is like on air. Go out and kill it. That's my thought process too, you know. Um, Just think that you can do a better job and go out and do it and prove to them wrong. So So currently you both write for Husker Online, is that correct? Both of you? Mm -hmm. And football is really the meal ticket of that Mm -hmm. website. So when you're researching or doing these interviews or creating content, it feels safe to assume the majority of the audience is going to be male as well. And you said you've, Ali, been in situations where you feel the audience member maybe isn't as receptive because you're a woman. Right. Yeah, um, that just sums up my whole experience right now because it just, and once you kind of establish that reputation, they'll just keep going at you. But definitely, like, um, even when I'll post my baseball stories, like, there's always that one comment, like, Allie, you did this wrong, or Allie, that wasn't the right stat, or Allie, this happened. And, you know, it makes me upset, but, you know, I just try and stay calm because, one, it's my job. I can't be yelling at users. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. And part of it might be because it's older white men again. Like, you know, it's not a 20-year-old guy who's getting used to all these females um, in the sports industry. But they're older guys who, I mean, in their generation, women don't know sports. They belong in the kitchen. Like, that's what that's honestly how it is. And, um But no, I get that every day. Like the past like two or three stories I've written, there's always been one comment just that I'm like, whatever, you know, I just kind of scroll past it. But yeah, definitely. And you just kind of have to have thick skin. And when I started at Husker Online, I don't think I had as much thick skin. Like the users would kind of just go out and say it and I get upset about it. But now I'm like, now it just angers me more than anything. But you just have to have thick skin through it all. And you know, learn how to forget about it. So, Have either of you at this point in any of your professional experiences had a female manager or boss in the field that you're working in? When I was a sports editor at the Daily Nebraska in our school newspaper, the editor-in-chief for the second semester I was there was a woman. Um, but as far as in the sports department, no, I had not. And yeah, that's the same with me. Probably never, never at any internships or anything either. Mm-mm. What would it mean for you if, if right now your boss or direct superior at Husker Online was a female? Would that impact how you did your job? I don't think necessarily, just because whoever's like overseeing me, that's not what really matters. I have like goals to be that person for somebody else. But as far as like man or woman overseeing me, I 
don't know if that matters to me as much because just because 90% of the field is male dominated. So like that has never really bugged me, but I want to eventually move into management myself, I guess. Um, for me, it's kind of the opposite. Like, um, I feel like if I had like a female boss, they would know what I was going through. They would understand. I don't want to say oppression because that's really um, deep, but they'd understand um, the more the privilege, I guess, the drawbacks um, mm -hmm. and stuff. Like if, if I were to have a black female as my boss, I'd be like, wow, you know, like this girl understands me. She knows what I'm going through. She understands um, the road it takes to get successful. I'm not saying I love my bosses right now at Husker Online, but I'm just saying if I did have like a black female, I'd be like, this girl understands me. That's kind of how I think of it. Um, so, yeah. I do see that. Like you, they would have paved the path kind of for you. Right, almost, so. right. I hope my question wasn't harmful in, in the way it was phrased. <laughs> I know you're both professionals and put out great content. Just want to know yeah. what it would mean to have a female as a lead. I've never had one myself. <laughs> I think that's pretty safe to assume that. Maybe we'll be your boss there someday. Few, there we go. <laughs> what a wonderful opportunity that would be to learn from the best. Um, no, I've had the opportunity to work with both of you, call games, different sports, and every time a lot of the feedback I get is, your co-host today was extremely well-prepared and very smart. And like, sincerely, you, <laughs> Allie, you and I did uh, a BTN basketball game. And as you were saying it, I felt like I owed you an apology that I was pretty – I was kind of that guy. No, Brad, you weren't. No. You are one of my favorites. Don't compliment the host. No. It There's might be my podcast. No, are way worse than you. Yeah. Like, he's right. You, <laughs> you let me talk. We didn't step over each other. Yeah. But no, there's a lot worse than you think. <laughs> so you two have worked together. Um, have you had the opportunity to work with any younger females that are coming into this college yet? Or... Are you working around other females that are younger than you? There seems to be this type of, like, upperclassman takes an underclassman in, under their wing, right? right? I just use the words upper and under way too often in a sentence. You're my <laughs> editor would get furious with me for what I just said. But um, recently I've been calling games with younger people and trying to set the stage and set the expectation of what it's like to call a game. Not saying that I'm great at it, but I just have more experience. Ooh. If they were to pair you with a, a young woman, um, first or second broadcast, Allie Snow's first spring game type broadcast, what mm -hmm. would you want to convey, convey to that young woman to give her confidence or to make sure that she sticks with this or pursues opportunities in this field? Well, I think a big thing is you have to um, let them know that even if they mess up, hey, that happens to everybody. I think a lot of times young people, especially girls, go on and they might say a stat wrong or they might mix up a rule or something like that. And then they just get so humiliated, they don't want to try again. And as older females in this college, we, or at least I try, I know Allie does too, we both try and like, I would say, just convey that it's okay. It's a learning experience if you mess up. Um, and yeah, I think it's just important in general, not even necessarily for me when it comes to calling games. I haven't personally called a game with a younger female, but when I, you know, talk to younger, if I speak in a class and younger girls come up to me and say like, I want to be where you're at. How'd you get your internships? Uh, then it's really important to me then to just 
give them my phone number, email address, and completely take them under my wing as much as they would like. Yeah, kind of what Grace said, you know, just telling them it's okay, you're going to mess up, and um, that's just the whole part of the process. I mean, and it may feel like, oh, I'm not getting it, I'm not getting it, but that's how you get better. And I know people have come up to me and asked me, oh, like, you have these cool jobs, like, how do I get that? And I'm like, oh, well, I'll put you in touch with this person, you know, but you have to be willing to have tough skin. That's one thing I would tell them is, I mean, get used to just um, having tough skin because whether it's being looked down upon from the male um, uh, community or whether it's just messing up, like you can't be hard on yourself because um, you're not going to grow from that and you're not going to be able to withstand criticism, I guess. Um, So just tough skin is one thing I would say, but... um, no, it's okay to mess up. I mean, I've done it so many times and that's just how you learn and that's how you gain confidence. You know, again, just be be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's just one thing that really resonates with me. So, And if you were to tell the young white guy like me who tries to come in and do this to make sure that I'm not stepping on your toes or taking away, taking away airtime from women who deserve the opportunity to speak and show their professionalism and flex their knowledge in sports. What is it important for men in this field to do to make sure that they're not hogging that airtime or just behaving like jackasses? Just be cognizant of kind of the situations around them um, and just try and recognize as much as possible that usually girls who go into this field, they know their stuff, to put it delicately. Um, Usually you won't get girls coming into sports broadcasting who have never watched a single game of football or basketball or whatever it may be. Um, So just understand that their knowledge, even if they might be a little shyer about it, that their knowledge is probably just as great as yours. Um, And a lot of times they are shyer and a little more uh, quiet about it and how much they really do know because they don't want their opinions to be like discredited or looked down upon. But um, if another male discredits my MVP pick for the you know NFL, you know I, I like I know what I'm talking about, and a lot of girls in this field know what they're talking about. So just just be wary of that. Even if a girl isn't speaking up necessarily, she still probably knows her stuff. Right. Again, just like what Grace said, but. Again, don't think of it as like a gender thing. If you guys both step into the booth or on the mic, like you're just two people doing your job. Like don't even think she's a female or he's a male. Like, you know, you're both the same person. You're both allies. You're not trying to compete against each other or um, one I'm trying to do better than her. You know, you're both here to do the exact same job. Just think of it that way right when you step on the mic. It's not a gender thing. It's we're both here to do our job and um, that's the main goal. So, One of the reasons why I asked both of you to be here was, one, because I know the two of you feed off each other because you have a good relationship, but two, because I fully expect the two of you to be as successful as you choose to be because mm-hmm. I know how successful you can be and how that drive that you both have. I've witnessed it firsthand. Um, so for the people who don't know you who might be listening, where are you going? What do you want to do? Where can we expect to hear or see your name down the road well I'm still trying to figure that out um 
right out of high school, I was like, I'm going to be a sports reporter. And then I went through college and did internships. And I'm like, eh, do I want to do this exact same thing? But I think what I've grown to love in the past year is writing like feature stories. That's one thing that has been like my favorite part so far. So I could like see myself working. Okay, this is actually my ultimate goal is to work for the Players Tribune. That's what I want to do because they tell stories in compelling visual ways. And that's just one thing I want to do. I care about um, kind of like the human interest part of sports. So um, anything cultural or stuff like that, the undefeated, I love the undefeated. So I could see myself working at a place like that, um, not necessarily on air, but just have, having something to do with telling athlete stories. Um, so I'll graduate in December, and from there, <laughs> I, it's a really good thing that I have a couple more months to decide where I want to try and go. Uh, originally coming into school, I used to want to be a political correspondent. Can't do politics anymore. <laughs> so that kind of changed in uh, uh, changed into sports because I love sports, absolutely love it. And um, part of me wants to be a sports reporter on a network like NFL or Big Ten, but then I also love the human interest side of sports and being able to really humanize the athletes and coaches and being able to tell their stories that people don't necessarily know. I mean, you might see an athlete, but uh, to somebody else, they're a dad or a brother or, you know, something like that. And I love being able to show that side of them. So working maybe back where I interned last summer in the original programming department, producing content like The Journey or Big Ten Elites and things like that. So I have two kind of career goals and we'll see where I end up. So I end these podcasts and it's always a surprise. I never tell a guest ahead of time that I'm going to do it, but I always end with what I like to call a human question where we just get away from the professional side of stuff and just get silly for a second. <laughs> so my question for the two of you, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm headed with this actually, Allie, is if you, you're going out and it's karaoke night oh, and it's your job and it's your responsibility to bring the house down, what song are you going to pull out Oh, let me just and pull out my aux playlist real quick <laughs> and figure out what I'm. You're sitting play. right next to the aux plugin over there, <laughs> Allie. I'm surprised you, you haven't jacked it already. Tea? I don't want to burn down this booth. Sorry. Okay, so anybody, I'm the opposite of Allie in this regard. <laughs> I am horrible at pop culture, especially when it comes to music um, and movies. But um, I'm just like super dense when it comes to that. So I'm gonna go back to my. This you guys are gonna kill like laugh. This is stupid. But um. I would definitely go back to, like, a Disney Channel playlist and pull out, like, a nice Hannah Montana, G&O okay, type like Sia again. Throwback. And I would just, just would sing the crap that. out of that. That's great. That's People me at karaoke. If I'm in that club, I am lighter up in the sky yes. while you're going, for sure. Oh, nice. This is such a hard one for me. Ah, oh, there's so many good music. I'm trying. Allie to has of... introduced me to so much music. It's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, this I don't know if you guys know this song, but it's called uh, "Act Up" by City Girls, and I just feel like when it comes on, people get so lit. Like the vibe, the vibe. I don't know, but the vibe. Like I'm just singing it in my head right now, and I'm like picturing everybody dancing. But that's probably the song I would play. Anything Migos. Um, anything Drake, people, everybody likes Drake, everybody likes that guy, so. I would shut yeah. it down. Well, yeah. that does it, actually, for the podcast. Thank you so much, both of you, for yes. being here and making time for this. Thank Thanks you for Brad. having us.
great. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Always.